0: Welcome to Friday, March the 10th. This is Sports with Anthony, and today I'm going to do a segment on the new MLB rules for this 2023 season, See and see if you all like the new changes. Personally, I do. I think it's going to help the game for the better in the long run, and I'm going to give a shout out to the Bengals and Chiefs in this episode. So sit back, relax. And enjoy this first episode of 2023 with Sports with Anthony. 2023, and it's been a busy few months. I was coaching basketball for my son's team. The We were the BC Heat of the YMCA team of his age group. And we ended up going 6-3 and three overall, made it to the championship game in their uh, tournament bracket. And out of our division, all four of our teams, they split it up uh, with three different tournaments, and they did it by record. And uh, teams that had a good record like us played against quality teams. Then if you were a team that struggled a lot, you got to be grouped with them too, with the other struggling teams. And all four of our teams total made it to the championship games in our tournaments. We had the Celtics who made it in theirs. And I'm not sure who they won. They never posted it. I, I hope they won. And then we got the face off against our division uh, team, the Cavaliers. And then the team in our division that struggled, they were the Clippers. But they ended up winning in their tournament bracket, made it to the championship game, but they lost. Then my Heat team, we ended up losing uh, – we split the uh, record one-to-one against our, our team, of the Cavaliers that we faced. And they were a tough team. And we played three games in one day. So a lot of kids, uh, some of them aren't used to that. And they got good experience. And the other team made shots when it counted in the second half. So shout out to the Cavaliers on getting their championship victory in the tournament. And for my Heat team to finish second place in the tournament, second place overall In our division and then overall in out of all the teams in the age group that we were grouped in we were second in defense uh, with the least amount of points scored per game our team played great defense our offense was uh, just hit or miss in that championship game and um, proud that they gave all the effort that they could and they gave themselves a chance so Basketball is now over, and I forgot to give a shout-out to the Chiefs. My son loves the Chiefs. Congratulations on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And they beat the Bengals in the AFC Championship game to get there, and it was a very good game against the Bengals. Bengals had their chances, and they just couldn't get it done. And then uh, Mahomes and company made it to the Super Bowl. Mahomes got to rest his uh, ankle and do rehab on it. To make it even stronger, and their experience really helped in the Super Bowl, I believe. And um, the Eagles made a good run for it, but uh, the Chiefs—they just made the plays when it needed, especially at the very end—and they got the they got the victory. So now we're heading into baseball season, and the MLB has a few new rules. So I want to see what you all think about this because I have it up here on the computer. I'm going to read over them. I got to see it live uh, for some of the uh, spring training games. Michael and I watched it for a little bit. And uh, one of the first things that comes to notice is the uh, pitch clock rule. When you're watching it on TV, it's the first thing you pretty much see. Because now the uh, new rule is pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw pitch uh, when the bases are empty. But when people are on base, you have 20 seconds to throw your pitch. And hitters, you need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. And they said, how will it be enforced? If a pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration of the clock, the pitcher's charged with a ball. And the batter, that, that's an advantage to the batter then if a batter delays entering the box, he'll be charged with a strike. So I really think it's imperative for the batters just once that pitch is pitched to you, step out of the batter's box just for a few seconds and uh, look at your coach if you need to, and then hop right back in. And then it really is up to the pitcher in their rhythm. I think uh, the pitchers that are used to this, uh, there's not an issue. I think a lot of the uh experienced pitchers and veterans they might have a harder time adjusting to this time frame but i mean if you're already a pitcher that has good rhythm and you go at that pace it's not going to be an issue and i think overall it's a good thing and it'll help speed up the game and it said that each stadium is going to have two clocks located behind home plate and you can see it while on tv and it said um it's going to be behind home plate on either side of the umpire while while two more will be required in the outfield on either side of the batter's eye. And each umpire will be equipped with technology, which will inform them when the pitch clock has expired. And for the first time, umpires will also have the ability to speak with each other via communication devices without having to meet in the middle of the infield. And it's said that the MLB, they're trying to change the average of time of a nine inning major league game in 2022 was three hours and four minutes, and it was six minutes uh, decline from the 2021 all-time high. But the time of game has been rising consistently um, for the last uh, few years. So they're just trying to make it faster. And it said uh, for minor leaguers, uh, stricter pitch clock enforcement, 14-second uh, clock when people are on base, 18 when there's not. And it said over 132 minor league games under the new rules. The average game then was two hours, 39 minutes. That's 20 minutes shorter than the average uh, time of uh, two hours, 59 minutes, three-hour minute game. So it is going to pay off. Uh, they have a new rule. Um, let's look at this, see if it's for the MLB. It says pickoffs. Pickoffs are one version of a disengagement which consists of Anytime the pitcher makes a pickoff attempt, fakes a pickoff, or simply steps off the rubber for any reason, as well as the defense request time. Pitchers are allowed two disengagements per plate appearance without penalty. <clears throat> and it said the disengagement's rule resets if a runner or runner advances a base within the same plate appearance. How this will be enforced after the third step off, the pitcher will be charged a balk unless at least one offensive player advances or base or an out is made on the two in play after the step-off. And they're also going to have, in the MLB, bigger bases. Um, New rule, the sizes of the bases will be increased from 15 inches to 18 inches. I can't wait to see these in person. the increase of the size of the base should reduce injuries around them while increasing stolen base attempts. Really, I don't think about stolen base attempts, but the injury concerns, maybe it'll reduce it some. When you try to turn double plays, runners coming at you and they're sliding, you're trying to get away from them so you don't get hit. We'll see what happens. Um says, even combined with the disengagement rules, though MLB doesn't believe either change will lead to teams being unable to control the run game. Injuries were re- reduced around the bag after the increase in the size of the bases was instituted in the minors. So because of that, MLB is going to try it. Uh, an, a big rule change for MLB, especially MLB. And we'll see if this will trickle down to the minor leagues, college, high school, position players, not position players um, pitching. That's a different one. There, It is called, where is it at? The shift. New rule. At the time a pitch is thrown, all four infielders are required to be on the infield dirt or infield grass, depending on what type of field you have, with two on each side of second base. Players will be able to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. Originally, infielders who began the game on one side of the field would not be allowed to switch to the other side for the entirety of the game. But that was revised just to just each inning, unless there is a mid-inning substitution. In other words, a player who starts an inning at first or second base has to remain on that side of the field for the whole inning, but can't switch to short or third base. The next inning. If there's an injury mid-inning, then the infield can be reset. And how that's going to be enforced, if the hitting team reaches base and the runner advances on a ball hit under the violation, the game proceeds without penalty. If the play has any other consequence, and now the sacrifice fly, sacrifice hit, the hitting team can decide whether to accept the penalty or add one ball to the hitter count or decline it, and the play would stand. They're trying to change. They said the battering average was down to 243 and 22, the lowest since 1968. The lack of singles in particular is the heart of the decline with the 2022 rate of 5.33 per team, the third lowest in MLB history. Um, Players are saying it would be hard to find a hitter, especially a left-handed one who isn't on board with eliminating the shift. I'm a left-handed batter. That's fine with me. Go ahead and do that. Growing up, we never had that, Dodgers outfielder Joey Gallo said last season. It's tough to adjust to it because it was a thing in the minors. Over time it's gotten more extreme and more effective. From a hitter's standpoint, it's something that can be changed. Uh, And they said, my biggest complaint about the shift is, how do you explain that to kids? Phillies reliever David Robertson said, what's the point of having a shortstop if he can't play shortstop? So it's a, it's going to be a good thing. You're going to be able, everybody has to stay where you're at. And like they said, as soon as the pitch is thrown, if you're on that side, you can move that way, but you can't go from short to second. That, And it's going to make it uh, just, I would say, more fair for offense and defense uh, because before you would see, especially at the major league level, based off of scouting reports, people would shift all to the right side with the whole left side being open, but they know that batter's not even going to try to hit it over there. So they just would overload the one side, and the percentages worked, and it was in advantage of the defense. So this is going to help even it off, and I'm curious to see what it'll be like this year. But for that, baseball is uh, coming in full effect. Weather's getting a little bit better, and I'm excited to see what happens uh, with the Reds this year. Hopefully they play better. Uh, they had been struggling, but you know they always revamp their teams after they play well, and They struggle, and then they come back. So let's hope this year it's more consistent and better. And then for the NFL, uh, as time goes, I'm going to start posting more podcasts about the NFL and what they're going to do for the offseason. Aaron Rodgers uh, went on a little vacation, and now he's back in deciding what he wants to do. He talked to the Jets, and the Packers granted him uh, that opportunity. So it looks like there could be a slight chance that he does leave the Packers. Lamar Jackson, uh, he's his own agent. And I think in the long run, that could hurt him for contract things. And an example is right now the Ravens, uh, they said they offered him a really good deal, a foreign extension, and he said no to it. So they tried to negotiate back and forth, but he wants uh, so many millions and he wants everything guaranteed. And Right now, unfortunately, what hurts him is the last two years he's getting hurt midway through the season or towards the back half of the season, and he can't even finish out the season and help them when they're in the playoffs. So, uh, I understand on the Ravens end that yeah, you could have that two hundred and say fifty million dollar contracts for say six years, but it's not all going to be guaranteed. Make half of it guaranteed, the other half on incentives, or you make it back ended where he can get even more and more. And it'll help them with salary cap if they make it more back-ended. But they're not going to make it all guaranteed. So uh, other teams have shown that even though he's on that, I believe it's called a non-exempt franchise tag, that other teams have already come out and said they're not even going to talk to Lamar to even try to negotiate a long-term extension for their team because then Baltimore can come back and match it. They have five days to do that. But if there's already a, a set amount that's set for the Ravens that they said they're willing to go up to, if really another team does offer a better deal, uh, the Ravens would lose Lamar, but they gain like two first-round draft picks and some other compensation. So um, it looks like it's a stalemate now, and Lamar is tagged. He will play possibly one more year as a Raven, and – it looks like they will not get a long term deal done, and then he'll be a free agent, and then the Ravens won't be able to get any value out of them uh, for draft picks or anything. So we'll see what happens with them. <clears throat> and with the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to talk to Joe Burrow, and hopefully by the beginning of the season, they uh, work out a long term deal. If not, it's okay. They'll get it done. And Jamar Chase is back. Higgins is back. He's up for an extension. Boyd is back, and on defense, they're deciding what they're going to do. They're already signing some um, backup people that are already on the team, and then they're going to look at extending contracts with people, keep this score together, and I believe this core will get back to the Super Bowl. They will get a Super Bowl victory, and Joe Burrow in this era, they're going to make even more noise. Every year they get better and better. It's so fun to watch. But that's all I have for today, and later on next week, Uh, We'll talk about the MLB, the XFL, the NFL, the NBA, as it's coming to the second half of the season. Teams are gearing up for the playoffs. That will be here before we know it. But everybody have a good Friday night. Stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Sports with Anthony. And next week... I'll do a segment on the NBA as it's the second half of the season and to see how the teams are standing and what trades have been made and if those trades are working out. Talk about soccer, the NFL, the XFL, and, of course, the MLB. So enjoy your weekend. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon.